This podcast is brought to you by Blackbee Ministries International. To find out more, visit blackbee.org. Welcome to the Richard Blackaby Leadership Podcast. My name is Sam, and I'm very thankful to be here with Dr. Richard Blackaby. Well, it's good to be with you, Sam. I'm very grateful to be with you today. Well, I appreciate your your <laughs> your great your graciousness and, and Thanksgiving here on the uh, the Tuesday after uh, Thanksgiving. Hopefully, with still full bellies and yes. uh, and much to be grateful for. Uh, I know you and I both have much to be thankful for. That's and, for sure. Uh, you know, it's it's easy to get caught up in all the. So you can still be grateful for your father-in-law, like mine has passed. So I, I, I was grateful when I had him, but you can still every I can day still be, be I just can wake basking up. in the glow of gratitude for that. That is, that's how I start my day. I, I, I just have a, a meditation on how grateful I am for Richard uh, in my life and, and just all that he means to me. That's just, I, I feel like that sets. Have I told you you're my favorite son-in-law? <laughs> Yeah, have, do people know that I'm your only son-in-law? That's that's the real question here. Um, but all all kidding aside, we are uh, you know very blessed and, and very thankful to to be here to be doing this podcast yeah. uh, after so many. I think this is our two hundred and thirty third episode hmm. um, of a wild harebrained idea I had <laughs> not not that long ago, but yeah. uh, it's been it's been cool to see it yeah. uh, blossom over the years. And it's always great to get comments from folks who listen to it and that we hear are being encouraged by it. That it is that puts fuel in the fire. And it's funny you should mention that because we do have a comment here from okay. uh, a listener, Neil, says Dear Richard and Sam, firstly, I want to say how grateful I am, and I feel like that's a that's very a, timely a word, yeah. um, uh, for your leadership podcast. God led me to it some time ago, and it continues to be a tremendous blessing to me. Thank you, Neil. Uh, and so once again, thank you. I was wondering if you consider teaching on leadership lessons on every book in the Bible. Wow, that's a ambitious, that's a big ask. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know that would be interesting uh, to do. I I should say I have a friend. Uh, Brent Garrison, who actually wrote a book on that very topic. It's oh, called uh, Leadership by the Book, Lessons from Every Book of the Bible. His name is uh, Brent Garrison. And uh, you could you could uh, Google that, probably find it. I uh, wrote an endorsement for it uh, when it came out originally. But, uh, you know, I might do that too, because I'm sure I could. it would be more profound than what Brent did. But if you know Brent, <laughs> he's... Uh, Natural. He's a, a natural uh, tease of me uh, on Facebook, but uh, I'm sure you know he has some really great insights. Uh, and uh, but there's something I might I might look at as well. We might yeah. at least do a series uh, now and then, just kind of maybe work our way through. Kind well, of, and you've been you know do, sort of doing whole Bible studies as you've uh, as you've been working on uh, recently two study Bibles. Yeah. And so I'm sure there's a but lot. That's, uh, you know, we do appreciate that because we're always looking for uh, new ideas about uh, things we could do a little series on uh, mm-hmm. or topics to address. And so that's, uh, that, yeah, that's good to And we've had, we've, we've done a few um, profiles of various leaders throughout uh, scripture. Um, yeah. Some of the, hit some of the highlights. And so you can go back and find those episodes on Moses or yeah, Elijah, but David. I, I like the idea of just what's an overall kind of leadership theme of an entire book. And, you know, sometimes that's hard to narrow it just to one thing, but there's certainly some takeaways. And uh, so we could look at that, see yeah. like what's one leadership takeaway from an entire book. And while you're thinking of that, we have another uh, comment from Anthony. He says, uh, can you do a podcast on being ambitious as a spiritual leader? 
Is that wrong, normal, or good? Yeah, that's a good question. I was trying to think if we had um, we had addressed that. Maybe we have we've never given just a whole podcast to that, but I think it's a great question. We we may do that even next week. We'll, we'll get yeah. on it. Uh, Thank you, Anthony. Yeah, because that's that is. I think that is a really good question, and um, and I think there's sometimes some misguided answers about that. And so yeah, yeah it can feel wrong, you know, if you're say in a church or right and some uh, ambition. For some reason, somewhere along the way in the Christian vernacular, that's been seen as a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, so that actually might be really. I think good there's topic. a lot we could we could probably tease out of that. Yeah. So, so thanks for that. We'll get uh, stay tuned. Uh, could be next week. We'll uh, get on that one. So yeah. Well, uh, this is a, a podcast where you want to sort of zero in on on Thanksgiving, cultivating thankfulness. Uh, it's easy this time of year. You've just uh, had likely the best meal uh of, of the year oh i being love thanksgiving, thanksgiving oh there's yeah. just there's nothing like it. i have so many thanksgiving has always been a, a at least in my life a, a pretty big holiday and it's usually because it's just out of this world mm. meals and oh, all the aunties and that's one where uncles. it's almost like you almost hate to start eating it because the anticipation is so oh i know like, well, it's uh, incredible yeah you have have hors d'oeuvres all morning <laughs> waiting for the the main course to get ready but uh uh it, it can't uh it, it can be difficult to sustain sort of the the feeling of thankfulness or thanksgiving throughout the year it's easy when everybody's you know thinking about it this time of year but uh, sometimes it can be difficult to cultivate that uh, when when it's not you know the official thanksgiving season yeah and you know i was thinking i so i've kind of thought about maybe a topic about are you still thankful are you still grateful uh now it's uh Several days past Thanksgiving, uh, you know, we did that. You know, I was I was grateful uh, last Thursday. You know, but uh, but how do you maintain that? Where after the holiday season is over, you're moving on to Christmas, and um, you know, do you how do you every day live your life with a sense of gratitude? And I, you know, you can just tell people that do that because they approach life so differently. It's not it's not just a matter of always just saying thank you all the time. It is about living your life very much aware of the goodness of God in your mm-hmm. life, uh, the, the, how fortunate you are. Um, it, it means that you're aware that life could be a lot worse. Um, and it, it, gratitude reflects the fact that you, you're not entitled. You don't feel like you deserve all this, uh, and so whatever you do have, you're grateful to have it. You know that it could be lost or taken away, and so I thought we could just just talk a little bit about what would it be like just to cultivate a sense of gratitude year-round, that that just became your natural default. You don't have to kind of brush up, dust off your gratitude every Thanksgiving so that you can be grateful for a weekend, mm-hmm. uh, but that that's just your mindset, and there's a it's a wonderful verse, uh, James uh, chapter 1, verse 16. It's interesting. It start, starts off by saying, don't be deceived. And so you think it's maybe some kind of timeshare uh, sales job or something. <laughs> but it says, my dear brothers and sisters, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights who does not change like shifting shadows. And, you know, I think that's interesting th- that... Uh, James would actually say, now don't be deceived, which in other words, it means you can be deceived. 
It means that you are in danger of not realizing that every good thing actually comes from God, that if, if it's something good in your life, you owe it to God. And oftentimes we think, well, that's not necessarily true. I got a year-end bonus uh, at my company, but you know that's because I worked hard all year. But then, but then if we were to say that to God, he would say, but yeah, but how did you get the job at a company that gives those kind of bonuses? There's lots mm-hmm. of people who worked hard all year and they didn't get any bonus. In fact, they got laid off, uh, even though they were the top salesman. You know, I've known people that literally got a, they were going to, uh, they were due for a huge bonus. And so their company fired them, laid them off, uh, trying to save costs. Uh, so yeah, you know, and to say, and you're taking for granted the fact that you had great health all year, so you could have your best year ever, and that you had some great leads that developed up in, into to actual sales, and God showed you favor with some key customers that were being courted by other people. And, uh, you know, you God would say, well, not so fast. Be, be careful you don't just take all the credit for this good thing that's happened in your life, because I could show you... 10 different things that I did to enable you to have that good thing. And so James is just saying, um, don't be deceived into not recognizing where those good things come from. And so there are a couple, at least three major things I would say, if you're going to cultivate a sense of gratitude. And, And the first one is just simply Take, an, take a serious inventory of what you have. And sometimes we, we think we know what we have, uh, but we really have not really done a very good job of taking inventory. And so, I mean, you can glance at your bank accounts and you know, find out fairly quickly how much money you have. You can check your retirement accounts, whatever, and there's the bottom line. Uh, you can look in your garage and count how many cars you have. Uh, you can look around your house and see you've got a house. Um, there's some things that you go look in your your clothes closet and see you've got quite a few you know uh, outfits and, and clothes there, but of course there are some things that are relatively obvious, but then there's a lot of things in our life that aren't so obvious that we can overlook. Uh, you know, certainly health is one of those. Um, you, you don't typically appreciate your health until you've lost it. Mm-hmm. When all of a sudden, you know, I remember for a while there I had this excruciating pain in my neck and it was just so bad. I, all I could do was just pop heavy duty pain pills and uh, I couldn't lift anything. I remember my wife, my daughter, you know, I was going to had to go somewhere and in my, I think to the airport and my daughter was worried I couldn't even put my suitcase in the trunk of my car on my own because I was in such bad shape and, uh, Pretty, pretty humbling when your your daughter is having to do all the heavy lifting for you. Yeah. Um, but then when you know when when your health is gone suddenly and you can't do things that you've always taken for granted, then all of a sudden you realize, wow! But for years that was easy for me. For for years I never even thought twice about that. I had the strength, I had the health, the endurance, the energy. Uh, you know, the hearing, the sight, the strength, all that to just do whatever I needed to do. And and all those years, I wasn't grateful for. Uh, you know, we talked about this uh, a podcast or two ago, uh, where just having time on a, you know, on a Saturday, or you come home from work, and normally you'd have had all this time, but now you've got two small kids, and you're, yeah. think, and you're thinking, man, I wish I had that time back. I, I, I had no idea how... 
or just going to bed and knowing you're going to stay in bed all night till you're ready to get out and yeah. there'll be no six month old crying and wanting you to come and you know and or, or three year old or three year old crying, crying. <laughs> uh, and so uh, oftentimes I would just say take time to do a deep um, inventory and of course everyone's life is different Every, not, people don't have all the same things uh, but but you know sometimes especially it's always good over Thanksgiving season or Christmas season even just take an inventory of your salvation if you're a born again believer. Read Romans 8 or some of those wonderful passages that talks about all that is yours because you're a child of God, that mm-hmm. you're a joint heir with Christ. Uh, and realize that you what you have stretching before you for the rest of eternity is an amazing, amazing uh, future. And, you know, if you were to get COVID or some serious disease or be killed in a car accident, the worst thing that can possibly happen to you is that you might physically die. But as a believer, it means you're ushered into the most amazing experience you've ever had uh, and ever will have. And so it's kind of like the worst thing that could be thrown at you actually introduces you to the best thing. And so that changes your perspective. Uh, You don't have to fear like others fear. Don't have to worry and dread. Uh, Just having the Holy Spirit within you. If you stop and meditate upon what that means to have the presence of Jesus himself and all of his power inside you going with you no matter what you face no matter who attacks you or criticizes you no matter what surprise crisis strikes you to know that jesus is with you and that you can turn to him at any moment and he will help you um you know is is it you can't hardly get your mind around that and the peace of god um if you and you may you know not be in a peaceful time right now maybe there's some crises in your life. But but if right now things are relatively calm in your family and your work and your job and so on and just your, your, your life in general, don't ever take that for granted. Don't ever just assume that, you know, life is always without conflict and problems. <laughs> um, if you get jump in your car and all, your car is all working perfectly, there's no lights coming on on the dash. Um, I'll tell you what, there's nothing like being on the freeway. Uh, we, we came home from a trip a week ago or so, jumped into my son's uh, van, and the car stalled out on us uh, about three times just trying to back out of the parking spot. And now and now we got to get on one of the busiest freeways in all of Atlanta. Um, and we're, you're all of a sudden, you're not, when you don't trust your vehicle can get you home. <laughs> I, I'm familiar uh, with the feeling. You've had those moments. <laughs> I'll tell you what, when you can jump in a vehicle and it, starts right up and it's responsive and all the dash lights are, are off. Um, yeah, all, all you, the right ones are off. And, and you drive home and without an incident, you know, there's so many things uh, before you jump out of your car and race on with the rest of your life to stop and say, I don't want to take these things for granted. When I, yeah. when I, you know, when I come home from a trip and my wife is happy and she's had a great day and things and she's glad to see you and and she went ahead and put a casserole together for when you got home and there are moments where you think this isn't always how it is. You know, sometimes it's been hard while I've been gone mm-hmm. and stuff hasn't worked and my wife's not feeling well and uh and so when things are good, uh don't just run right past those and as if that's just how life always is because that isn't always how life is yeah. and uh 
So, um, I, and I, I just think that if we really, you know, sometimes I think our problem is, and Satan certainly does this to us, he gets us focusing on what other people have. We're, we're, sometimes right. we're, we're, we're better experts at knowing what others have. Their, that nice boat in their uh, backyard or their really exotic vacation that we saw on Facebook or um, instead of taking a careful inventory of our own life and the goodness of God to us and then all of a sudden we realize, well, I, I have, I may not have what my neighbor has, but I certainly have a lot to be grateful for as well. Yeah, well, this is a great place to take a break and we'll wrap up when we come back. The CSB Experiencing God Bible invites you to know and experience God personally. In this revised and updated edition, based on the best-selling Experiencing God book and Bible study, you will be encouraged to focus on the major purpose of Bible reading, listening to God speak. Experiencing God features and study helps placed throughout the Bible provide an immersive reading experience that will guide and challenge you to respond to the invitations God offers to know Him, His purposes, and His ways. The Bible is on sale now at blackabystore.org, and you can find links to these in the show notes. Well, Richard, I'm always grateful for um, how you encourage us to be grateful. Well, I'm glad. I'm grateful that you'd say that. So. Well, no, well, I'm truly thankful for <laughs> for those insights uh, before the break, and uh, maybe as we as we near the end of this episode of, of gratitude and and uh, cultivating thankfulness in our lives. Um, what what are some other ways that we can be sure we do that? Well, as we said first, just uh, take a deep inventory of, of what you do have to be grateful for. What you know, what what are the things in my life that I should have gratitude for? But secondly, I think it's also really good to take an inventory of what's not in your life, what you don't have. Mm. If uh, you don't have COVID or you don't have this horrible flu that's been going around, this cold. Um, you know, uh, when, when I tell you what, it's been just ravaging this, uh, cold flu, whatever it is, yeah. been ravaging our households here of late. Lisa really had it bad. And, uh, I'll tell you what, it, I, there are times when you see everybody around you, all your family or friends or colleagues are all sniffing and coughing and on medications, uh, I, I I think it's perfectly legitimate sometimes just to stop and say, God, thank you that you have spared me thus far from having this. Uh, I have so much to do right now. I'm so glad I'm not just under the weather. And yeah. I've got work at, think, to do at, at my job, and I just can't afford to be homesick right now. And, um, you know, I, unemployment, uh, if you've got a job, you might, you know, not necessarily even be happy about your job, but right now but um there's lots of people looking for work uh you know i i take a lift all the time to the airport and uh probably at least a third of all my lift drivers or, or more that's a you know a temporary uh means of income produ- production until they get what they're looking for and they'll say well i don't you know want to keep on doing this long term but I'm looking for this kind of job and just can't have been able to find anything. And I've applied a bunch of places and where I'm in school hoping to get a better job. And, mm-hmm. and so, you know, sometimes I think, uh, we may not always like our job or might not like all the circumstances of our life, but, uh, but there, but there are things that could be worse, like n- no job, um, yeah. you know, or, or no, no place to invest your life in. Uh, uh, and when you don't have sickness and, and if you travel very much, 
Um, and you start to just see how other people just live life and take that for granted. You know, I've been in parts of the world where they're just regularly turning off the power. You know, every every night from you know 10 till 12, there's no electricity. And uh, today it's going to be between six and eight. And and there are people that that's just part of their life. Yeah. Uh, and if you live in California, if you live in California, yeah. It's, so it's tough. So uh, to to not have power rollouts and you know yeah. power shortages or oppression there's lots of countries in the world where bribe you just pretty well have to just to do business you have to pay bribes or else you just don't ever get service mm -hmm. and and your applications just languish on some pile on some bureaucrat's desk and and uh and so to say you know there, there are some parts of the world where you just pretty well have to deal with people who want to bribe for every solitary thing they do you have to pay them extra to actually do their job and and so if i'm not doing that you know god thank you I, every time i travel somewhere i'm often coming back saying god i know that my country is not perfect by any means but i tell you what there's a lot of stuff that we don't have in this country that people take for granted in other countries and so sometimes you just have to be grateful as well for what you don't have when you don't have that back pain <laughs> yeah. uh you know you don't have uh various problems that other people it's just a part it's a way of life for them so be grateful for what you have but also maybe be grateful for things that aren't in your life uh because of god's favor and grace to you and then the third thing is kind of reiterating perhaps what we said first but but especially uh, take time. I, I think you should be grateful for even the small things. So, you know, if you're the only one in your family who didn't get the flu, be grateful for that. But, uh, but I, think the, I think ultimately, though, I think it's important, especially for Christians, to think about the things that matter most. Uh, you know, it's great to be grateful for the small things. Uh, you went to rush to the store, and there was a vacant parking place right close to the store, you know, have a, a an attitude of gratitude for that, but um, but especially stop sometimes and think about what uh, your salvation means, what that means for eternity. Uh, the fact that God has given you prayer, so that at any mm -hmm. moment in your life, no matter what you face, you can immediately start talking to God about that. Yeah. Uh, really, if you stop and contemplate what that really means, that. At the drop of a hat, you can enter into a conversation with the ruler of the universe. That's uh, that that's awesome. Like to to think about that, and, and often we treat prayer as so as such a small thing. I think relationships, uh, again, relationships are kind of like your health. Sometimes you don't really appreciate them until you've lost them and mm -hmm. they're not there anymore. You know, I'm 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 certainly processing right now the loss of my mother uh, uh, not that long ago. And what strikes me, and I, I've heard this from a lot of people, is uh, the things you kind of took for granted or that just was natural. And so, yeah. like for my mother, if I was home on a Sunday, uh, she would usually go to my sister's house for lunch and spend some time there. And then when she got home, you could pretty well count on it. She was going to call me and just see how my Sunday was going. What did you think of the service today? And that was a great lesson you taught this morning. And and so, I mean, I literally, if I was in town on Sunday and I'd had lunch, I'd be thinking, um, well, I, I wouldn't mind lying my head back in my recliner for 30 minutes and just having a little power rest before I get on to the next thing. But, you know, mom's probably going to be calling, so yeah. better keep my cell phone handy because, 
usually about the time I'm nodding off in my Sunday afternoon naps, about the time she's going to call. Yeah. And uh, I just kind of knew that that was how it was going to be. And so, you know, about a Sunday ago, I, I started to think, yeah, I'm home. I'm not out of town this Sunday. I'm going to think I'll just kind of kick back and, and just rest from it. And then I, I started to think, oh, but, you know, mom's going to might call. And, and then it dawns on me, no, she's not going to call anymore. Mm. Um and at times, you know, that was almost annoying. It's like she's going to call right in the middle of my nap, and I'll have to be gracious. It's my mother. And then all of a sudden, you, you're not getting those calls anymore. Mm. And then you suddenly realize, you know, there's a lot of people that wouldn't expect that their mother would be calling and checking in like clockwork yeah. on them and uh, until they're not calling anymore. And so, you know, even for those sometimes who have little kids underfoot and you can, they're getting you up in the night and they're sick and you got to run out to the drugstore and get some, you know, cold medicine for infants or children. And they don't know how to play by themselves. Yeah, they, they want to be Daddy, I want you to, can't you just hold me and do this for me? Can't you pick up the thing that I threw on the floor? <laughs> yeah, I just, I made the mess, Dad. So can you clean it up? And yeah, I mean, uh, I, don't, I don't speak from experience. <laughs> just, that's what I would imagine. Yeah, I've heard that, that small child sometimes. And, and then all of a sudden, uh, they're gone and they, yeah. they're with their boyfriend or they're married and they have their own kids. And then now you'd love to just, uh, have that child around a bit more. You don't see them as much as you'd like to. And you think, you know, I had, I had all of that child that I wanted for, uh, for quite some time. And I don't know that I really savored those moments mm. and appreciated what I had. Uh, and now I wish I had more of it. And it's that time that season has passed. And so, you know, I think sometimes looking and seeing the things that really matter, I think even just the Bible, you know, you can go to places in the world where it's illegal to have a Bible. You could lose your life for having a Bible. Yeah. And if you wanted one, you couldn't get one anyway. There's nowhere to purchase one. You can't get them in stores or on the Internet. And, you know, for us to have God's Word available in multiple translations and audio and every digital and any format whatsoever, hard cover, leather cover, whatever, um, and yet you open those pages and you're immediately swept up into the heart and mind of God, mm. uh, eternal words of God available to your life, uh, at any moment that you choose again, some amazing, amazing things. And so I think, uh, just taking time to actually really think about what is it in my life that is just very, very important that I, it's such an amazing gift from God that, uh, I, I, I have to barely even get started thinking about those things. And I'm overwhelmed with gratitude that God would entrust so much to me. Yeah. Well, as we, as we, uh, wrap up here, I just think it's, uh, it's important to make these, make these things into habits mm-hmm. and, uh, any, any thoughts on, um, habitualizing your, your thankfulness. It's good to go through and, and do this. It's good to, to think about these things, but I think, as is often the case, we get busy and we, you know, we're on to the next thing, and and days pass and we haven't really thought about yeah. being thankful for something. Yeah, I think it doesn't hurt sometimes just to even have some rituals. Uh, you know, every time you pray, just be sure that you take some time to at least verbalize some some things you're thankful for to God. Yeah. Uh, when you're journaling, uh, it's great just to have a little Thanksgiving column. Um, I think every time something good just happens in your life, uh, even just breathe a prayer of thanks for that. You know, I 
we I think we've shared before about I was uh, traveling to Brazil a couple years ago, and we were supposed to land in uh, a city called Vitoria, uh, and uh, it was a kind of a, a it was a partner of Delta Airlines, and we found out later there. They have very low uh, pilot training standards, which uh, I didn't know at the time. But but uh, the pilot t- took us in to land, and he aborted the flight at the last second. He um, he didn't think he could land, or he could get the plane to stop before it hit the, the the ocean at the end of the runway. So he circled back around, took another run at it, and he aborted a second time. He 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 panicked a second time, and so he flies to a Rio de Janeiro. And ultimately, they bring in another pilot who's willing to give it a go. <laughs> and oh, uh, he does. So it took three attempts for us to land at this regional airport. And I'll tell you what, I was never so grateful to get on uh, terracotta there. But, uh, but, but when we got back, and the next time we're on an airplane that's being flown by a Delta pilot, and that Delta pilot uh, just puts it down right you know where we're supposed to be you hardly can even feel on the first the, the, the contact with the runway and you're and and after that experience uh every time we kind of land i've just thought god just don't i've learned not to even take landing for granted uh yeah. and so maybe that's another practice every you know every time i we touch down just breathe a prayer say god thank you once again yeah. for helping me get here safely and so, you know, you can do that driving to work or there's lots of things you could do or just every time a family member comes by and visits you and it wants to come by with the kids just as they're pulling out of the driveway, just say, God, thank you for that wonderful gift that a lot of people like me don't get to enjoy. Mm-hmm. And um, it just find ways to just make it a habit of just every time this happens. And that's why, of course, you say grace when you, you, you eat. Because if you've ever lived in certain parts of the world, that's not taken for granted, three big meals a day, uh, all you can eat and, and more. Uh, and so that, I think, especially for North Americans, let's not be too glib about just even saying grace for mm-hmm. our food because there's lots of places who would just think they died and gone to heaven to get to eat what we just take for granted every day. So mm-hmm. lots of ways to do that. Find some, Build some rhythms, some habits in your life where you're regularly acknowledging that things could be a lot worse and thank you god for what you've given me yeah well thank you richard for taking us through this and uh, we'll leave it there until next time thanks for listening to the podcast if this is something you enjoyed it really makes a difference if you leave a review and a five-star rating on apple podcasts or wherever you listen don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends we always love hearing from our listeners so email us at podcast at blackme.org